0: Welcome back to the Path to Zion Podcast, where we are rediscovering the ancient way. You can, of course, always find us right here on our YouTube channel or go to pathtozion.com. Send us an email, won't you? We love it when they come in. Podcast at gmail.com is the place to do that. And here we are again. We are outside. Well, Joel, why aren't you back in the studio? Don't you remember all that equipment you got and all that? Yes, I know. There's some different factors going on, um, but primarily... I love being outside when the weather is like this. There's nothing better in the whole wide world to me than being outside when it's spring or fall. And so it's a great time to just be out here and enjoy um, this time of year. Now this time of year specifically, we're gonna get right to today. You already see in the title of this um, message, it is Yom Teruah, the sound of a set-apart people. Yom Teruah, the feast of trumpets, the sound of a set-apart people. And that's, of course, why my son just played the shofar just now, is for what? To call an assembly. It is time to listen, to watch, and to hear what the word of our Elohim is right now in this hour, 2022. As, As we enter into the fall feasts, maybe you are very familiar, even more than me, because I'm in very early and elementary understanding, Um, towards feasts and Sabbath and and understanding towards this, Um, or maybe you are not even remotely interested. I've looked into it. They're the feasts of the Jews and you're clinging on to that Christian doctrine that says, ah, that's not me. I'm just in Jesus. And so we're going to talk about that today. We're going to just use the Bible (laughs) to allow us to formulate our belief system. And and literally allow the word of Elohim to teach us and to show us part of our identity. Because as we always say here on the program, so much of this, um, the issue and the concern with what we do and what we don't do, and covenant verbiage and, and just who we are as a people in Messiah, we have got to understand our identity. Because if we, from the very beginning, don't understand who we are, we of course will not understand what we are to be doing, if we are not um, Americans. We are not going to live according to the laws of the land of America. Like that is that is just even a basic elementary understanding, a very simple, um, childlike principle to a very deep subject about identity and who we are and why we are invited into our father's holy convocations and we're going to talk about the moadim if you watch the program we've talked about that a lot this calendar year and of course we have a series we'll link to that about what the moadim are that that pop up with israel with you know all these things we could name but i won't do that no a creation at the beginning of time the sun and the moon the luminaries, the greater and lesser light, are put in place by Yahweh Creator. Why? For seasons. Mo'ed. They are put in place for His consecrated, holy, set-apart times. And that, of course, greatly preceded Israel by a, quite a quite a good margin. And uh, here we are now, and we know, of course, they're going to be in the prophesied age. We're going to read those texts as well. They're in a, a age yet to come. And so here we are in the middle. And as we often say, well, what are we doing? What, what are we here for? Why are we supposedly, according to Christian doctrine, why are we exempt from something that preceded us and something that is yet ahead of us for Yahweh's people, but here we are in Jesus in the middle, but yet they're not for us? And so we're going to talk about that today. just a little bit as we talk about yom teruah which is the sound of a set apart people i'm going to read the some texts about the shofar a little bit that you just saw my son blow again and you know it's an incredible thing it's something ancient it's something that is makes no sense right it makes no sense in the natural um but i'm going to read some texts i'm going to kind of tell you why i even am recording this today and where it started with me this morning after i got up and had some thoughts churning in my head towards today um, Yom Teru, a feast of trumpets. and uh, We'll start in Numbers chapter 10. At your days of rejoicing, feasts, and new moons, okay, so that would be today, <laughs> just to be clear, you are to blow on the shofar, the trumpet, over your burnt offerings and your fellowship offerings. They, they, what? The blast of the shofar will then be a reminder for you before Yahweh your Elohim. I am Yahweh your Elohim! Exclamation point. And so as we talk about here with great regularity that really brought us into this ancient way understanding that just Holy Spirit revealed to us and just truckloads of of understanding in our deepest, most inner places. (sighs) These are reminders for us. And friends, you need a reminder. I need a reminder. The pattern of history shows people come, people forget. People come, people forget. We forget our Father's ways. We forget how we're to walk. We are warned throughout all the word of Elohim. Be careful you don't forget your first love. Um, what, What about Sabbath? Okay, seventh day Sabbath, even in the Ten Commandments, it's the only commandment of the Ten that says what? Remember the Shabbat. Keep it holy. Keep it consecrated. And as I say always on here, why is that the only command we're told to remember? Because friend, look around. It's been forgotten. As I look at a church across the road, it's been forgotten. Now, it hangs on the wall inside the building, but yet it's not remembered. Why is that? Father knew in His goodness and His kindness that this day is to be a day of rest for you. And be careful, friend, because you're going to forget. So this as well, this blowing of the shofar on days of rejoicing, Feasts, new moons, blow the shofar as a reminder. Before Yahweh, we're approaching Him, and before Him, this is a reminder for us. For so many years in the Christian church, we were taught, and we taught others, ourselves, me, individual. I was taught this, and I taught others, and we endlessly heard the message, we must come out and be separate. We've got to be different than the world. How do we do that? That was a a big topic, of course, and probably in yours as well, throughout your your Christian life. How in the world do we be holy? How do we become set-apart people? How do we become different than the world, than our neighbors, than non-believers? Well, be like Jesus is generally the blanket... Of response that's thrown on that question no specifics or anything like that and friend I just want to say if we are willing to honestly look around at the status and condition of the modern-day body of Messiah the fruit from this approach has not been good it has not worked it's not working it's not producing a set-apart people the body of Messiah looks more like the world today than perhaps she ever has Nobody really argues that point. In fact, even evangelical Christianity says there's no division anymore. We have homosexual pastors and priests, and we have uh, media has infiltrated the body of Messiah. There's no boundaries. There's no black and whites. There's no absolutes anymore. And I say, well, what about the Torah and the prophets? What about Genesis through revelation from beginning to end, and all the commands of our Father who gives us black and whites, who gives us His beautiful Torah, and that's where I was earlier. The, the First John passage is, if we walk in the light, is He, Yahweh, is in the light. We what? We have fellowship with one another, and Yeshua the Son cleanses us, purifies us from all sin. And the question that we're going to talk about here in the next series, but we're not going to touch today, is how in the world do we walk in the light? Has anybody ever told you how? How do we walk? Well, and here we are again. Will you be like Jesus? We're going to get to that, okay? So last night at sundown, right here on our property, um, we've been watching for the sliver of the new moon. We knew it was going to be last night or tonight. We knew tonight for sure we would see it. Last night, odds were not too good that we would see it. But we did look nonetheless. The skies were beautiful, um, but it set behind our our large hills here before we could see it. Um, And I'm not sure we could have anyway. But, but last night, my, my small family, we stood right out there and we, we were watching for off and on for uh, over an hour. But, but really, uh, more specifically, the last 30 or 45 minutes of the day, watching where we knew the moon would be setting behind this large hill right here. And we're watching for the sliver of the moon that would what? Signify Yom Teruah. Feast of Trumpets is here. It has arrived yet again (laughs) the fall feasts are beginning and so we stood out in our front yard and we were watching the skies for well over 30 minutes in that little bit of time where we weren't doing anything else and we were watching and waiting for what yahweh's people had been watching and waiting for for thousands of years At the sighting of the sliver of the moon, Yom Teruah, the Feast of Trumpets, would arrive. Now this day reminds us that what? Yeshua is returning. No man knows the day or the hour. That's why this this day is so incredible. Nobody knows the day. Now it's on calendars now, but the irony is you can't put it on a calendar because until you see it, you don't know that it has arrived. And likewise, it's just like Messiah's return. You don't know, so you better be watching. You better be longing for it. You better set aside everything you're doing. We stopped our day to be sure we're watching for the moon. We have our shofar ready, and we're watching, and we're waiting. I'm looking to where it was last night. It was awesome, friends. Just like Yom Teruah, we don't know when it's coming. We don't know its arrival is marked by watching the, the appearance of a very tiniest sliver of the moon and blasting the shofar, announcing the arrival. It's a beautiful invitation to rejoice and to declare that Yeshua is returning to write all things. It's a reminder, what? It is a reminder before me and Yahweh Elohim, a constant cyclical reminder. And interestingly enough, and I don't have time to go here, but this is where we came in. This is where we came into the ancient way. Feasts and Sabbath and Torah understanding started right here four years ago for us. It's beautiful, awesome, incredible, life-changing. Now, last night, my wife, she saw it first, the moon. She had the, sho- the shofar in her hand, and she yells out, There it is! There it is! She's jumping up and down, pointing at the sky. Then she began to blast the shofar, because she already had it in her hand, the one that my son just blew. She's doing the same thing, blasting that shofar, which is a ridiculous thing, right? And that's the whole point of what I'm talking about today. I can already tell this is going to be multiple parts. As, again, because let's keep this common thread throughout all this. We're talking about what makes us different, what makes us set apart. Even the New Testament friend talks about what? being a peculiar people, you're just odd, you're just strange. Now friend, does sitting in your house by yourself and reading your Bible make you strange? No, nobody even knows what we do in our homes for the most part. So what makes us who we are has to be an outflow of what we do out here amongst the world, in front of the world and I will be completely honest, I still wrestle with fear of men and what people think of me, and although I am, I know, I understand that I'm called out to be a peculiar one. I'm very strange. I'm very odd. People can't figure me out. What's the deal with you, brother? I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> and I'm fine with that. And I find a proper identity in that. It means, okay, I feel like I'm, I, I'm, a, I'm achieving something through the power of Holy Spirit, of Yeshua demonstrating Himself through me, of saying, you know what? I just can't figure you out. You're just strange. And equally so, I still do consider what others think of me. So knowing we don't have many neighbors out here, but right across the road there are um, some people who live relatively nearby. And out here, when you blast a shofar, man, it sounds like it's going to another state. It just resounds and echoes. It's beautiful. And it's what it's supposed to be. It is a declaration to everyone out here saying, these people are Yahweh's people. They're just strange. They're different. They're marked. What are they doing over there? And why are they doing it right now? It's Yom Teruah. It's the Feast of Trumpets. Look in the book of Numbers. Look in the word of Elohim. Let's talk about it when we get together. Let's talk about it when people will come here in just 10 days or so and sit right here around this campfire and talk about what? Shavuot not Shavuot. Well, maybe we'll talk about Shavuot, Pentecost, but we're going to talk about Sukkot, Feast of Tabernacles. We're going to talk about how Yeshua came and dwelt among us, the Emmanuel reality, and He's going to come again, and we're going to tabernacle with Him for all of eternity, and all these things. The endless volumes and levels of, of incredibleness that are the feasts. But I still have this apprehension at times of like ah, I don't know but if I if I respond to that I'm hiding what part of a component of the beauty within this specifically which is a declaration. the declaration of the shofar does many things but one of its primary things is a call to attention okay which is perfect you have to you have to connect the shofar to the feast or the shofar just kind of floats out here without its real purpose being understood. It is a call to assembly, friends. It is declaring, we are Yahweh's people. Do we need to look at the walls of Jericho and talk about all those things? This isn't a shofar teaching. I'm not the guy to do that. But it is an assembly. It is a blast that when other nations see and hear what's going on, they say, oh my gosh, those are Yahweh's people. Those are Yahweh Elohim's people. Either, either, holy cow, you better don't touch them. Don't go over there. Or they are declaring the, the goodness of their Elohim of all Elohims. The shofar is a powerful call to what? To begin now we move into days of repentance, days of awe, Days of reflection and introspection of, Father, search me and know me and see if there's any wicked way in me, because I know there is. I just don't see it right now. So please, Holy Spirit, dig around in here. Yeshua, who is the light of the world, shine in here in every crack and crevice and find all these places in me that I don't even know need you to heal and to redeem and to repair and to restore. That's what this time is. It is a call to ourselves and to anyone else who has ears to hear, it's time to come together, in Teshuvah. We're going to talk about that too. So, to my point today, specifically, set apart holy people keep set apart holy festivals. <laughs> this is not this is not complex. Set apart holy people do set apart holy things. They look different. They do different things. They watch different things. They look for different things. They celebrate different things than what the Gentile Goyim ways of the nations that we were come at, we have come out of. We've been delivered out of. We are to be markedly different by something we do and things we do not do. Now the Christian church has tried very hard to be different. Be different be different i remember when i when i taught youth i need some coffee it's very chilly out here today oh my coffee's cold Eh, it doesn't matter we've tried to be different christianity how do we be holy today in this god-forsaken era of time where everybody's this this and all the disgruntledness which i understand but like there's a solution hello There's a solution. We have been told the way to walk. We've been told. We've been given a law code. We've been given a governmental order by our great heavenly father who says, What? All these blessings. If you walk in my ways, it will go good for you. (laughs) I've told you where to go. Walk in these ways. But sadly, Christianity has abandoned the prescribed way that has already been given so many years ago about how to be set apart, how to be holy, how to be a consecrated celebratory people according to a calendar that is not the one that hangs on the wall at Walmart. So let me ask you this. Are you someone like so many others that's just been disappointed in the fruit of just walking like Jesus did, just do what Jesus did? Well, what are we talking about? Like, Yeshua wore zitzit tassels, he went to the synagogue, he stood up and read Torah, he sat in assemblies where the Torah was read, he told, he told even the pharisaical leaders um, all these corrections about their oral laws and oral traditions, and he told the people who were listening to those leaders, look, when they're sitting in the seat of Moses, listen to every word, they, and do every single thing that they say then, but when they get up and they start talking their own law, don't do as they do. Yeshua, feasts, Sabbath. So like when we say, well, what do we do now to be a holy, consecrated, set apart people? And we say, well, just be like Jesus, we're not really saying that, friend. What are we I'm asking the question. I did this to someone yesterday. Well, what are we what are we saying then? What are we saying that is? Signs and wonders? My wife and I talked about that an hour ago. What, well, are you we talking about just walking in signs and wonders? No, pleasing the Father, because you have to please the Father like the Son to be in the likeness of the Son and being, become sanctified into His image. Therefore, you please the Father because you're walking in the hupagrimos, one example pattern of the Son. Okay, friend, well, what made the Son pleasing to the Father? He never broke Yahweh's law. He never broke the Torah. He never walked outside of Father's commands. (laughs) What was sin? Well, he never sinned. Okay, well, what was sin? What, when Yeshua, Jesus, walked the earth, what defined what sin was that he lived according to and perfectly obeyed? What made him sinless? What law code that he adhered to to perfection, to be thereby deemed pleasing in the sight of his Father, as we are called to be, what made him flawless, sinless? He was righteous. What is righteousness according to the word of Elohim? You are a law keeper. And as we always talk about, in the end of days, the, the, the man of lawlessness is going to be on the earth and we are there now. We're in those days. There is no law, even in the even in the Bible believing uh, assemblies. There's no law. There's the law of liberty, and so, and here we are, walking in the fruit of that as a wayward people. We all look different. We all do well. What do you think is living godly? And again, we've lost our foundational understanding towards things like how we are a set-apart people, which is why this is applicable today on Yom a Feast of Trumpets, the sound of a set-apart people, because a set-apart people declare a sound that the world cannot make, friend. The world is not going out and blowing a shofar according to these instructions in the Word of Elohim today. Why not? It's not for them. It's not for them. If you want to get really into this, and this is the other series I'm working on, they're in darkness. And we who are in light because of Yeshua's incredible, um, miraculous work of denying His flesh all the way unto death and raising back him, being raised back to life and ascending in Holy Spirit in Acts chapter 2 and all these things we are on the other side of, continually, perpetually keeping feasts and Sabbath and Torah understanding. Now, with Yeshua Messiah... Uh, we are in an age, friend, that is incredibly awesome because of the addition of what we have now with Yeshua being behind us and yet coming again before. So do you know that Yeshua kept the feasts? <laughs> the Israelites, proselytes, foreigners, servants, the disciples, the called out ones and Acts, the early church... All of these commemorated and celebrated Yahweh's feasts, like Yom Teruah. Of course, only we here so far removed that have lived in in state church Catholic doctrine, whether you call it Baptist or Catholic, it's all the same, friend. I'm sorry. It all originated in 3rd century church who said, we've got the church now. Get rid of all the Jewish stuff because they killed Jesus. And friends, we have lost our very identity to get back to where we started let's start moving this part one to be an end here these feasts like yom teruah trumpets we are marked by them they mark us it's what the word of elohim is so clear about and i don't i don't have time to go through all these the the internet is a wonderful asset for anyone who wants to actually learn and, and not just use it to go um, maybe stroke the, the doctrines that we already believe, but like if you are like me and you go looking for alternate um, belief systems, and I want to listen to somebody who opposes what I think to see if I'm wrong, and they found something that I don't know in the word of, Elo- of Elohim so that I can know the truth we will see if we just read the Bible, if we just let the Bible be our doctrine and not what we have inherited in traditions, we will see that the feasts and Sabbath were a part, a vital part, of the set-apartedness of Yahweh's people. Feast Sabbath, a law code to be governed according to Torah set people apart for Elohim. A set-apart people. So we'll end with this today. The only way to properly look ahead as we talk about the the declaration of the shofar blast to usher in Feast of Trumpets and to remember that we are watching for our Messiah to come back in like manner. (laughs) The only way to properly look ahead is to look back. Back to the ancient way. So friend, where are you with these matters? Like, where are you? Do you believe solely on what Christian doctrine has taught you, even if even if you study and find something different? Because I don't know, I I don't understand that. I don't even know what that is. Do you believe that the feasts are only for the Jews, even though the Word of Elohim says these are the feasts of Yahweh, and we know that Yahweh never changes? If so, you must know that the Bible alone is actually what states this, and not man's doctrine that we have all inherited. The Bible alone is our textbook, tells us. <laughs> the constant verbiage, the same texts that you read, the same verbiage that you read are covenantal promises throughout things like Psalms. Are, are The exact same words are written in the Law and Prophets towards Feast and Sabbath and Torah. That they're forever. These will be forever for Yahweh's people. Forever. Forever a marker. Forever a sign. forever, forever. 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 Now, we like that when we talk about covenantal promises in Psalms. His mercies endure forever. And His covenantal blessings that come to me endure forever. Well, I thought those blessings were for Israel. I'm not in Israel. And see, here here we always are, friend. I'm sorry. I don't even mean to land here. But here we are. In our present identity, we choose covenantal blessings and we push out covenantal responsibilities. And we miss it. We missed a hole by doing that. And so here's the invitation today, and we're gonna move into part two, of course, and read a ton of scripture coming up, which is just gonna be awesome. I'm really excited about it. <laughs> Even though this is, of course, being going to be longer than I had anticipated. The fact, I, I feel like when, when we read, here, <laughs> right, I swear I'm about to stop. When we read about the Gentiles coming in to the post-Yeshua Ecclesia gathering, called out assembly of believers, this is this is my paraphrasing of this that I've said for years that I believe if you read the word of Elohim correctly, this is exactly what was happening. If we could pull them back through time and have them sit here, tell us everything you understand as a former Gentile, Goyim, man of the nations, coming in to become Yahweh's people. Can you just tell me? You've got. A, I'll give you a week to tell me what that was like, friends. The awesome thing about that is the Goyim nations, the Gentile people, they came in and they said, we get to do feasts and Sabbath? We can go to the synagogue? We can read the Torah? We can know Yahweh Elohim's ways just like the native? Are you joking? (sighs) And friend, here I am today, I'm living the exact same thing. I should not be able to watch the skies and have any idea of what's going on and blast a shofar and say, Yeshua, what is it we say here? Bo Yeshua, Bo Yeshua, which is what? Come, Yeshua, and redeem all things. Come, hurry, redeem all of this, all of this. So friends, this is the sound of a set-apart people. The sound of a set-apart people is found within Yom Teruah, the Feast of Trumpets. We'll be back for part two after this. This is the Path to Zion podcast. We are rediscovering the beautiful, incredibly awesome ancient way. If you don't know it, friend, please consider it, won't you? Don't call your friends. Don't ask your pastor. (laughs) Get out your Bible. Cry out the Holy Spirit for revelation and say, Tell me the truth. Because I want to be set apart, consecrated, holy, as Yahweh himself is holy. So thank you for watching. We'll be back for part two after this. Amen.